There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery, code Wondery. Now entering Nerdist.com. You did. I did. Um, and it's it's. Um, I think it's three. Just did the third episode last night, which was good for you. Um, the world, uh, world, War II, the Ch- Churchill was in Churchill with the, ah, the Daleks. Yeah. Uh, get all colorful. This past weekend was insane. First of all, uh, we did skip a hostful last week, so Sorry, it's nice. It's America. nice to be. It's nice to be back. It is. Um, and uh, looking at your uh, your little Boston Red Sox cap there. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So it's not little. Tell us size eight. <laughs> Biggest they make. <laughs> tell us about Boston. Okay, you guys. Uh, Boston was awesome. Yeah. By the way, I resisted talking to you about it last night because I was like, oh, I was like, well, I should probably wait till the podcast. <laughs> Isn't that funny when when our lives essentially revolve around the podcast? Yeah. Like, guys, we can't have any conversations that are off the podcast anymore. Yeah. I'll wait to talk to my friend Chris before, yeah. <laughs> until Mike's are around. You call me. How was the show? <laughs> what are you doing? You're wasting it. Yeah. Uh, it was amazing. Um, we I, I did not sell out the Wilbur, but there were about 900 people there. How fucking big is that theater? It's it's a thousand. Well, so I was just shy. So, but but I'm not complaining. Like I like nine hundred so people. That's what you're saying. People. What you're saying is next time if you bring me and Jonah, we'll probably sell those other hundred tickets. I'm telling nah. you, we, 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 we there were a lot of people who who uh, said hi to you guys. Hey guys, and I, I got some. I felt it. I got I got things. I was sent home with gifts. I got, so people brought me so many nice things. I actually had to have them FedExed. Oh wow! Separately because I couldn't fit everything in my luggage. Oh, but shit. um Here's a here's a nice here's some nice Doctor Who shirts for you guys uh, from the BBC, and then um, one of our uh, Twitter followers, Cranial Spasm, made these really awesome uh, things for you guys. Oh, wow! She made books of uh, noodle Aww. stories. Books of noodle stories? Oh well, it's God. not a it's not a book. It's just a uh, it's just yarn and fur inside <laughs> of uh, two book covers. <laughs> that's, that's a book. See, now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> look, noodle stories and bummer mares. <laughs> uh, it's a, they're, they're journals. They're oh, journals. That's, that's fucking adorable. Awesome. And then also uh, these uh, these uh, shrinky dink uh, Nerdist logos. Whoa! As well, I'll see that. So. That's fantastic. There's your noodle stories and bummer mare uh, book, courtesy oh, of Cranial oh, she, she wrote. Oh, oh, she wrote to me in the front. I'll write stand page. up in that one. Don't worry. 
Yeah, this this will be your first stand-up notebook, Matthew. Well, did you did she get did you get one? She, she gave us a message in the beginning. That's for you. And that's for you. Keychainables. Apparently, she finds us hysterical. Our dynamic. Jonah, okay, dear Jonah, don't tell me. the others, but you're my favorite. Whoa, are you improving that? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. I improv ideas all the time, guys. So, Aww, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I have to say, it's Shrinky like the nicest logo. people came out to the show, and Furman was there, and Furman crushed it, and we, we did songs at the end. And That's then, awesome. And then, and two, uh, like, and we, and we stayed afterwards, I mean, for like two hours, and just like met people, and talked, and wow. took pictures. And there was quite a line. It was insane. I like, it was the most, I mean, it just, it just meant, it meant the world to me. So, I, I you know, I... I, I hope that whatever momentum started in Boston continues for the rest of this tour because I, I have a lot of dates coming up. Yeah, I got Minneapolis. Lot, well, Boston's the best, and then it all goes downhill. I'm sorry. That's just Boston. how yeah. that's the city. I wish I could say, escape. hey, go to Hawaii. Uh, there will be a ton of people there, but there probably wouldn't be. <laughs> go to Hawaii. <laughs> just like, that's hang just on, kinda... hang on. Let me just rephrase it. Go to Hawaii. There'll be people. No, there, there'll, yeah. be a, there'll be a lot of Samoan guys there lined up to see if you're there so they can beat you up. <laughs> There'll be a lot of uh, yeah, I don't know. I remember like like me and my friends used to write uh, paper letters to bands uh, yeah, and same. say, "Hey, come play shows in Hawaii. You will lose money, but we'll show you around." <laughs> did it ever work? Once. Who? I'm, who? To someone else, not us. Someone else did it, and um, uh, the band was uh, the, the band was called uh, You Two. <laughs> they're called uh, the Jagoffs, or no, just Jagoffs. There, and they actually, I became friends with them, and then uh, they were from San Pedro. That's what got me out moving to San Pedro. Really, the wow. Jagoffs brought you out to San Pedro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we're the San Pedro because these Jagoffs, these Jagoffs right here. No, literally, they're Jagoffs. They're Jagoffs. The yeah, one of the people in the band took my virginity. Oh, what was oh. his name? I was gonna <laughs> say what I did there. I turned it around. Yeah, yeah. Ray. Um, so Boston was amazing. The weather was incredible. Furman and it I walked warmer. around. We walked around Boston Commons. Uh, that we uh, did you watch Boston Common. We did not watch Boston the Common. Anthony Clark vehicle. <laughs> uh, we uh, we uh, ate at some place called the Paramount Diner, I think, which we waited in line forever for, but it was awesome. And then we did the tweet up at Anna's Taqueria, yes. which like a ton of people showed up to. Nice. Well, cash have, only, cash only though. But apparently, no, 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 no. They start taking credit cards. They started. They very recently started only on a, only in a couple of locations. Now, I did not get the super carnitas. That like sucks. This one's way better. Okay, <laughs> I did not get the super carnitas though because Matthew you're a pussy, and they're also the size oh. of a small puppy. Oh, oh well, I that's what I used to eat. All Actually, the time. not a small puppy. They're the size of a large puppy. A large puppy. You. Yeah, they're the, they're the size of like, like a, a like a, a Doberman but, I mean, puppy. Just so like a Doberman. Clear. Like, like a Sharpay puppy. You know what they but the, their super carnitas look like a Sharpay puppy. But the super has the rice and the beans and the cheese. Yeah, no, I got a steak burrito and it was great. I was very happy with it. I'm I sure it was it. good, but it wasn't as good as it could have been. And so uh I I go when I showed up there, I had this idea. I needed a I'll explain why in a minute, but I needed a TARDIS, a mini TARDIS for the for the show. And so I tweeted out, can anyone bring a TARDIS to the show? And I show up to Anna's, and this guy named Spence is there. And Spence goes, hey, did you find your TARDIS yet? And I go, no. And he goes, there's a comic book store two Newberry blocks away. Comics. Yeah, he's like, it's two blocks away. I'll run get it for you. I was like, really? You do that? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go in with the rest of all these people, and we get our burritos, and we're hanging out. Chris Coleman, who, who made his all his BFFs were there. He had a blast. <laughs> they made a video about it. Um, we eat, and then, I'm, and then Spence is not back yet. I'm like, where'd he go? 
I go, well, maybe he just kind of bailed. Right as I'm leaving, he shows up bright red out of breath, and he's like, they moved it. It's like a mile and a half away now. <laughs> they moved it. And the, this poor sweet guy ran the entire way to get to Newberry Comics to get me a TARDIS. He was like, now, there was a Matt, there was one with Matt Smith, but then there was also one with William Hartnell, and I got the Hartnell one because I thought it was cooler. And I'm like, it is cool. Thank nice. you so much. That's awesome. Thank you very much. So, um, But uh, what happened, uh, Friday night, Furman and I are on, on our way to Hukilau. And I get this video, I get this email from my friend Devin at the BBC, and it just, because I'm moderating the Doctor Who panel, I was going to moderate the Doctor Who panel Monday in New York, mm-hmm. which I did. So I get this, I get this email from Devin Friday, and it says, and the, the subject matter is, uh, the subject line is, uh, uh, Matt, Karen, and Arthur wanted to say hi, and it's a video, and it's, it's Matt Smith and Karen Gillan oh. and Arthur Darville singing my name to the Doctor Who theme and talking about like, oh, we'll see you Monday. You wow. Know? And uh, that fucking blew me away. Wow, that's crazy. And so then Saturday night, I made a response video with these, you know, 900 to 1,000 people <laughs> at the Wilbur of everyone chanting the Doctor Who theme, yeah. uh, just responding like, I will see you Monday and I want to touch you all. And so... Uh, <laughs> some more than others. Some more than others. And, uh, and then... Uh, and then I used the TARDIS at the end of the video, and thank you to Spence for bringing me the TARDIS. So, all in all, insane, insane, That's crazy, insane week. Went to New York. This is going to be a lot of me talking at your faces now because I have to get this out of my system. Then Monday night we did the screening, the Doctor Who episodes, which a were fucking incredible. Aww. Like the first two episodes were so good, <laughs> and the, and no spoilers. I will not give any spoilers. But the second episode, just the ending of it, you're just like. Oh my god! Like it's so if you're a if you're a Who fan, it's awesome. Fuck. So uh <laughs> I gotta catch up. I gotta catch people up. People lined up. Yeah, so <laughs> April twenty third is when the new series starts. Uh The Impossible Astronaut. And um Oh, that sounds exciting. It is so <laughs> this is kind of the story of your life. Literally huh? people <laughs> <laughs> Oh astronaut. <laughs> astronaut so people started lining up for the who screening 25 hours in advance okay that's not unreasonable 6 p.m the night before people are lined up outside this movie theater uh matt smith and karen gillen brought donuts to the people the next morning who were waiting in line oh and uh so we we go to the screening i was kind of in this little hallway just sort of watching i watched the episodes with Stephen moffat and karen and alex kingston and arthur and matt and 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 then we did the panel. Um, the panel we had to keep to forty minutes. It was short because there was there was so many there was so much demand. There were other screenings right afterwards. Oh, so we the panel couldn't be that long because they had to like clear out the theater and turn it around. And what bring was it? it. Is this, was this a convention? No, it was just BBC was going to screen the first two episodes for fans, and the demand was so high that they rented out three theaters in the early show, and then had to rent out more theaters for the for late screenings. Because oh, there were so, so many there was, people. Oh, there was just other screenings. Yeah, there were just other screenings. Oh. And so uh, we we get out of the screening. And first of all, I want to say the entire cast of the show, which I, if you're a fan of the show, well, this will be very pleasing for you to hear. The cast is so awesome. Like, nice, charming, funny, sweet, gracious. Wow. Uh, and it was, and Stephen Moffat, too. It was incredible. So we get, so we, so we leave the screening and they're like, okay, we're gonna go. You know, we're gonna go to this restaurant bar afterwards. Um, let's all go. So we all get ushered out. I've never been a part of anything like this in my life. Uh, 
working in my basic cable television hosting shows. Uh, the, it was a fucking mania. Like people, like this wall of security guards had to hold people back. They were like people were slipping through and shoving pictures into Matt and Karen's faces and like, sign this. You promise you got to sign this. Like oh. aggressive. Like I've never seen. It was like a aggr- like, They seem like people that were just that wanted their autograph or just like sellers. Both. Okay. So it was super like 28 days later, like <laughs> rage. Like trying to hold the crowds. Did back. you find that you had to become infected with rage in order to f- defeat the real enemy, which was the humans? I almost did. <laughs> I almost did have to become infected with rage. And then so it's all these people screaming, lying outside the theater, just hundreds and hundreds of people screaming, like, Matt, Karen, Matt, ca- cameras, pictures. They shove us all in a car, and before I realize it, we're in an SUV. Uh, the back row of the SUV is me, Karen Gillan, Matt Smith. <laughs> Next row, Alex Kingston, Alex Kingston, Arthur Darvel. So your thigh was touching. Karen's thigh. Yeah, yeah, for the whole ride to the restaurant. And people still followed us in the car and like jumped out at red lights and tried to get them to sign stuff. And wow. And uh, and again, you know, Americans go crazy for British people. Well, and and this show too. And and but but I have to say, like, they handled it so gracefully and they were so wonderful. Good for the BBC for finally letting something catch over here. Yes, yes, yes. And then you know, and then the rest of the night was. I was just hanging out, talking to Alex Kingston, talking to Arthur Darvill about. Com- talk- I talked to Stephen Moffat for a while about like comedy and British comedy and, and Cumberbatch and and Cumberbatch, <laughs> yeah, and, and the and Sherlock because uh, Toby Haynes, the director uh, who directed these first two episodes and the Christmas episodes and Pandorica, went off. He's going off to do some Sherlock's, and so you know, it just the whole thing was just so awesome, and everyone was so nice that I never felt like I wasn't, I shouldn't talk to them or yeah. I was out of place. Yeah. Like they were just. You're just there. Cool, good people. And Stephen Moffat is such an insane Who fan himself that he will out-nerd you. So you think we can get him on the podcast is what you're saying. <laughs> you know, I, they, they actually offered Stephen and Karen to me for the podcast, and it was going to be – they were going to have to go out of their way. Like they were doing so much press those couple yeah. of days that I, I, I kind of was like, you know what? Don't please no, don't. We'll I don't. I don't, don't want to be a burden and like make their lives more difficult to have to pin them down for an hour each. So I, I let it – I let them go out of respect to them yeah. and how tired they were because they were super wiped out. So we'll just get them when we go to England together. We will go to we'll, <laughs> hopefully we'll, we'll go to England and they'll remember who I am and we can we can do some podcasts there. But I mean, all in all, the, it, it was just an insane experience. Like the whole thing was just being a fan of a show and being like, oh, hello, you're all on this show that I love. Yeah, well, uh, Jonah and I got Korean barbecue. All right. Yeah, I know how much you guys love Korea. <laughs> That was good barbecue. I know how much you love Korea. This guy got obsessed with it. One stop oh talking about God. it. I wanted it so bad. He's used to going to the you know the kind of place where you cook your own Korean barbecue. You know, like everywhere. your kitchen. That's not everywhere. It, it seemingly is. It's not. It's like it's like I grew up in Hawaii. It's like you just go and get Korean barbecue. It's already and they make yeah. it for you. Yeah, they make it for you. And like he like was flipping out that they're bringing us cooked meat. I was so excited. <laughs> That's so. It it is a weird concept that you go pay a premium at a restaurant for them just to bring you raw meat that yeah, you cook. Yeah, I went pointless. Shabu shabu sucks. Yeah, I hate it. I went to this other this Chosen Gal. Have you ever been Chosen Galbi? I've seen. Anyway, it. it's super expensive and uh, same thing. They just bring you uncooked meat, and mm. you're supposed to cook it. Yeah, and it's like twenty five bucks per order of. For an, for an extra $10, they'll let you wash the dishes. And then I'm like, oh, this tastes just like that place that I pay $10 for, and I get to cook it myself. What was the name of the Korean place you went to? Mana. Mana. Where is it? It's on Olympic. Awesome. Yeah, it's great. We should go sometime. Oh, I love Korean. They just I bring you Korean piles yeah. of cooked Yeah, you meat. just like pick the ones you want. And you, 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 each person just pays one fee. 
Yeah. And it's like it's by the person and they just bring you out all the awesome sides. Dude, you know? that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's great. Um, um, I flew back yesterday morning from New York to come straight to Web Soup taping and uh, I sat behind Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's right. Which is not a name drop because I don't I didn't talk to him and I don't know him at all, but but I told you yesterday, his voice is so specific mm. that it's so hilarious hearing him just say normal person things. <laughs> like, oh, do you need me to move this uh, bag so you can fit your bag up here? And That's then, repuzzly. Oh, what? <laughs> that sounds a lot like So Steven weird that he Wright. turned around and asked me that. No, it did, yeah. it did sound like scene right. But, he was, but by the way, Philip Seymour Hoffman just has a thing about him. He just has this cool, like, even in person, you're just like, oh, you're super awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, he's pretty rad. He's been in so many amazing things. He really, he really is just such a solid, solid actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some people, you know, what, what I love about watching someone like Philip Seymour Hoffman is, is that his performances just seem so effortless. Yeah. You know, they just, even though I'm sure he's doing work, mm-hmm. he, it, it, you never feel like, oh, there he is. He's right. acting his pants. Right. He's never, I never I love feel that Character, way. actor, cage match, Paul Giamatti, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Ooh. Who you got? Ooh. That's tough. They they both bring different things to the table. Right. I, I well, you know th- what though? I I feel like um, Giamatti is more manic, mm-hmm. yeah. and Hoffman's a little more like subdued. You're gonna yeah. bring the game to so me, like, Giamatti. What do you want? Which one do you want? Which one do you go with? Who wins the cage match? The acting cage match. I'll watch more Philip Seymour Hoffman movies than I will Giamatti. Like Giamatti right now is in Win Win, which looks great, but I you know I don't feel the need. See, to here's go the out thing with it. me. I, I'm I, I'm in the Giamatti boat. Like if I see a movie that has it's starring. Either of those guys, I would see the Giamatti one first. Man, speaking I, of like Phil Seymour Hoffman, uh, before the Devil Knows You're Dead, have you ever seen that movie? Yeah, it's I don't a, think I saw Sydney Lemay's uh, last movie. Right? Was it his last movie? It, was, it yeah. came out a few years ago. Sydney Lemay, who just died. I always heard Lumet, but Lumet? was that just was that just an American bastardization of what it was supposed to be? Probably, Probably and I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to hear about it soon see, enough. I don't know where. Did you just hear that? Did you just hear that in Tennessee? No, no one complains online about yeah. audio quality guests. Hey, uh, you know what? After the hey. James Gunn podcast, all I heard was like, "What about Wreck?" Which is you know REC, which is the uh, it's a Spanish kind of zombie movie. Yeah, it's like everyone's like, "You didn't? What about Wreck? What about Wreck?" I was like, "It was just a top five. It's not like we went into detail about like every single movie." Well, you're 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 zombie. Zombie debate with James Gunn is going to go down as I, in my in my mind it goes down as uh, like one of the best moments of all the podcasts <laughs> like that like when that happened I was like yes <laughs> I still hear about it like they, I get tweeted about it all the time and I even like tweeted uh, James uh, yesterday Whoa, careful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> jo- Jonah's chair just <laughs> sank down to a, a child level yeah but um yeah he uh, uh I, I tweeted um uh yesterday saying like it's like hey it looks like uh, a zombie podcast between you and me is in high demand and, and then, like did, uh, did he write back he wrote back saying like yeah it looks like it <laughs> oh shit yeah, yeah. Shit's, um, shit's gonna get real zombie it's gonna get real zombie but um no nah, like yeah, people just like the 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 internet they'll they'll do that. You forgot to mention this one thing. Yeah, I'm like yeah, we, it was just conversation, just just happened to go by. Why do people dress like that here? That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> because we're in the evil. Each of us made looked at that right, person yeah. and then share, looked at share, each other. Share, sharing the sharing with the listeners, there was a girl uh, walking around the lobby because the studio here is essentially in the lobby. Yeah, uh, and. A, a pretty girl walked by in a in a dress <laughs> that was short and uh, and Tight. 
I feel like she was auditioning for some type of Kardashian game show or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but uh, yeah, we we see that a lot here because it's the it's the E building, it's E and Style Network, and like also like there seems to be I'll see Style Network uh, PAs, you yeah. know, like PAs who are runners or gophers, like you know they have to go and get coffee and go uh-huh. like lug heavy stuff in their Manolo Blahniks. Yeah, but they're fucking wearing heels and their <laughs> hair is perfect. And I'm just oh cut man. to the G four PAs who are like yeah, <laughs> they look like me. Yeah, <laughs> they all look like me. I kind of like that though. I sort of like being. I mean, like we G four is essentially the Trilam house. Oh, it's, it's uh, ridiculous. In at the middle, Adams College in the middle of the Beta House. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, hey, we'll just set up shop right here in the kitchen. You guys can have everything oh, else. So funny. The betas and the pies. Yeah, we're, yeah exactly. we're totally we're totally in the betas in the in the pie house. Yeah, exactly. Where, where are the who's, Omega Moves? Who's booger? If you look around your group and you don't see a booger, you're, you're the, the booger. booger. You're the booger. <laughs> <laughs> and from the Lambda Moo team, Dudley Dawson. Booger. All right. Booger. Booger. Um, I, uh, I saw Your Highness. Oh, how was it? You know what? A lot of people are going to talk shit about that thing. I think are it was. Yeah, I have. Like, he, the first act is not good. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not good. I was actually watching, and you know those things you're in a movie, you're watching, you're like, Man, I'm gonna have to. I have to pay attention a little bit more now to articulate to people why I don't like this movie. Yeah, that's what like, happened during when I watched Year One. Yeah, well, Year One. Uh, uh, that's wow, a fucking atrocious movie. That um, was that was a movie that, like, on paper, you were like, "Oh, this is this is probably gonna be a fantastic, yeah. enjoyable movie," and then it was everything. Yeah, fun. I just it's like the 2011 Red Sox, you guys. What? I just, <laughs> <laughs> I. I I allow you to <laughs> express your sports nerdery because I am open-minded. Oh, uh, Chris, you're bleeding from your it's eyes. It's good that you did that. <laughs> it's good that you did that, Matthew. Uh, uh, but yeah, Your Highness is is is. It's like it takes a while to get going. They do a lot of like way too much setup of uh, Danny McBride's character being a you know oh, he, he doesn't get anything right. He keeps on fucking up. But once the adventure starts, once they start running from the enemy, and once like the monsters start showing up and all these different like you know very fantastical things like mm-hmm. there's like subtle references to Willow to. Uh, to you know, dark crystal. Go to to, warlock. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> there's like a lot of like it's like you know the same way that Paul just kind of had these like you know they alluded to a lot of um, uh, ideas of uh, science fiction movies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and Spielberg movies and stuff like that. Like uh, uh, Your Highness did a good job of just kind of like you know having fun with the style of movie, right? As opposed to just kind of and the weed stuff though can be taken out taken out completely, and it would be an even better movie. I, yeah. For for me, I'm just happy that Danny McBride that Hollywood believes in him enough to give him a chance to helm a movie. Yeah. He's so fucking great. He's great. He's I great. mean, like he's his, such his, a he's such a phenomenal. His accent is god awful, but not nearly as bad as fucking Franco's. <laughs> Franco's is just like it, like I was just like laughing because of how bad it was. But oh, he that's funny. meant to do that. Yeah, yeah, but like, uh, but yeah, like, um, but the you know star of the movie pretty much is like uh, um, Danny McBride's page. This guy, uh, the character's name is Courtney. Mm-hmm. That guy's hilarious, and Justin Thoreau, of course, mm-hmm. like kills it. He's right. fucking amazing. Well, we gotta we gotta have to get Danny on the podcast. I oh, think that'd be so. fantastic. Yeah. I love he's bounded down. So I ran yeah. I ran into him at C two E two and we we talked about it a little bit and and uh, he's just a he's just a nice like super nice guy. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Um, Mike Henry, one of the writers on Web Soup, used to um like work on Ichu Hollywood Story and mm-hmm. stuff like that and like you know e shows like that. And he would have to go to this uh, place that would do 
you know, would do the digital uh, movements on photos, like old photos of celebrities and stuff like that. Yeah. Like this place that would set up the camera to move and do all the weird things and make it look 3D. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, it's, uh, I guess, Danny McBride worked at that place. And like uh, Mike would always be like, oh, that guy that works there is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like, and then like one day Mike got there and the, and he's like, oh, where's the, where's Danny? And they're like, it's like, oh, he went back home to like shoot a movie. And then he <laughs> go went, for him. Yeah. And he was went back to shoot. Way? It was went back to go shoot foot fist way. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Yeah, I know. That's really good. I like it when that, when I hear stuff like that. Very excited. Local boy um, makes good. Local boy makes good. Um, but uh, yeah, we still haven't had a chance to do a hostful after we did Black Dynamite Night, which of course oh we've, yeah, we've we already put up. About but that. That was I awesome. want to thank everyone who came out for that. I mean, it really so great. It's tur- it, like I, I said this before the the Black Dynamite podcast, but it was just so awesome that you know in the in, in the back at the at the Nerdmel Theater. Like we're screening Black Dynamite, and in the front of the store, like some dudes are playing D and D off to the side, yeah. and then they're setting up the comic table, and then Adrian Young was setting up the, the Black Dynamite Orchestra. And Chris like, and I are eating out of a food there's truck. A, there bowl. was an awesome food truck. I felt like <laughs> yeah. it, it totally. If I like when I was a kid, and I was like, someday I'm gonna have, I want to open a place, and it's like it sells comics, and there's music and movies and comedy. Like that's exactly what D and D. Like that's exactly yeah. what we were doing. Yeah, the one thing that I wish that place could be is like also like legally serve uh, drinks and food. Like, yeah. I would like if that backspace was like just like a venue that had food and coffees and beers. Like I would let's just get the licenses. No, we're talking. I'm t- guest on, and I have been talking about it. Like we're talking about it as as a longer term goal. It's just get like getting the zoning a, stuff must be insane. It's crazy. I, I mean, even just getting area. a liquor license is like forty thousand dollars. Yeah. just to get a liquor but license is that lifetime? I don't know. Yeah, television mm. for women. <laughs> but All apparently right. like LA or California is like the hardest place to get a liquor license. Apparently it's just, I don't even really care about liquor license. I love I mean like UCB has a good policy. People just BYOB and I think that's fine. Then you're not resp- like what makes me I don't want to be responsible for having to monitor whether or not people are drinking too much. Yeah. Yeah, that's I true. I mean there's a lot of liability yeah, you know, and plus like because you want the thing to be all ages, and then that brings a whole nother. Exactly. Yeah. I, I would be totally fine if people just brought their own beer, but we had an assortment of teas and coffees and desserts and cakes. Yeah, and, I think so. You know, like we can. Th- I mean, like you, what you could do is you can find like local bakeries, like DIY like bakers and stuff like that. Oh and, hell, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, um, Janet and I have, every once in a while we'll go to one of these awesome uh, sort of like uh, food fairs downtown, yeah. <laughs> and you see these incredible local um culinary yeah. um delights the kind of people that make the stuff out of their home or the like the little bake space that they uh, rent out and then they go and deliver them all rent themselves. Yeah. bake space that's cool yeah, yeah. like oh hey I, you know like it'd be it'd be fun to track these people down and have like you know uh welsh cakes or whatever mm-hmm. just like some sort of weird fun thing i mean yeah. like that's definitely down the road we're just the facility can't support that yet and yeah. we really need to we start um, turning a profit you guys come on yeah well i mean like originally i'm never going to turn a profit in that space because <laughs> of the way that i've set it up <laughs> because i uh i, I like I, obviously you know i have a deal with meltdown yeah. but you but, don't have to go into it. It's fine. I think. I think. Like, if you, I I'm think just, if you I'm get just to saying, a place like, where it's self-sustaining, I think that's all. I think that's all that matters. It's just that I'm, I'm, I'm sharing. I'm sharing the door with performers yeah. who, yeah. who produce shows and do shows and that because you. It was very important to me that people get paid to perform because you, you do not get paid to perform in Los Angeles yeah. ever. So I, I want to set up a thing where we can like have this hub of nerdy comedy, but then performers actually could make a little bit of money. I mean, it's not life-changing money, but it's no. still like yeah. to walk away with some money is great. This past weekend I did uh, I did the improv and they've, they've been trying to be pretty good about paying people. I mean, I got 
Did you ever check for a twelve fifty? I got no. They gave me thirteen dollars cash. All right. Oh, uh, the envelope. Yeah, they do. Yeah, an envelope the envelope. Now. And like you know, I was just opening up for Dana Gould, and like it was just like I went by. They gave did, you thirteen dollars. Thirteen dollars. And like the thing is, like cash. I go by, I get a couple, I get like you know half price drinks. I go up on stage and struggle, and then uh, you know, but then, <laughs> then Wait, I, what happened? What happened? No, nah, I just you know, it was just, it was like uh, uh, Mike Black was the host. Mike mm-hmm. Black, who did uh, who was the host of your brand? Not Michael Ian Black, but Mike Mike Black. Black yeah. Um, Who's you know he's he's funny he's like a very he's a good kind of club guy just like pounds out the jokes just got like goes and just and does it and he he like I've seen him like work like dead crowds into at least getting you know to laughing and yeah. waking up and he does that really funny thing where he said like you know if you think you're the uh, smarter one of your of the couple uh, you know clap yeah and like and that just like it's a it's a really it sounds like a cheesy thing but it turns the audience into just like this collective group of like having fun right it's a cool little trick and it really get and he starts commenting on everything he saw um but he was like pulling teeth out of these people eight o'clock show at the improv it just got was dark. A sa- was a saturday? It saturday saturday it's hard you know what's interesting about the the melrose improv is that it's a first of all it's a great space and one of the it's really the like kind of the only it's the only club I like. In it's LA. the only club in town where people can hang out and not have to be in the room. Exactly. Yeah. And so there was a period of time, like wow, seven or eight years ago, when they uh, this guy named uh, this guy named Stu was working yep. at the Improv. And so what they did was they were booking the weekend shows. The early shows were more mainstream club acts, and the late shows were all sort of more alternative underground mm-hmm. comics. And so because they clustered people together in that way, just it brought out the right specific kinds of crowds. So there was a period where, like, the Melrose Improv was a really awesome place to go hang out on a Friday or a Saturday night for the late shows. I used to go. I used to get in with my ID, you know, and get in there and talk to people. Yeah, and then they – and they're they're starting to try to get back to that now, and they actually are having headliners, and they are – like, they're really really trying to to work it out again. So I I have that space, too, the Improv Annex. Oh, yeah, right next door. I think Second City is doing stuff there, right? They used to. Okay. They used to. But – yeah, so the, but but what's happened is it can be hit or miss at the Melrose Improv on weekends just with the crowd that comes out cuz yeah. you just don't you know it's the Melrose Improv is kind of an island on Melrose there's nothing I mean like they built a restaurant across the street but it's a swanky restaurant yeah, so yeah, yeah. there's it's a kind of seagull you could get a suit well, you, just, you have to know far off, it's just too off, far off you know it's pa- it's on the other side of Fairfax you have to know exactly that you're going there yeah, like exactly. you have to go there on purpose so yeah, it, um, but, uh, so your, your set was, was okay. You know, I, you know, I like, uh, I got laughs and it was fine. And, but like, you know, I, in the middle of it, I just realized I could just weird these people out and have a lot more fun myself. Yeah. And then that's kind of what I did. And like, you know, I, uh, grossed people out and I made fun of people and, uh, you know, like, it's not the kind of crowd you want to ask what their zombie plan is. Cause it's no. like, yeah, it's like, you know, they're like, it's like when multiple people, when I say, what's your preferred zombie weapon, multiple people go gun. Right. And like I go, well, this is that's really the mainstream answer. Yeah, exactly. Which is stupid. It's a stupid answer. It makes a lot of noise. You run out of bullets. Yeah, anyway. and, you, and then you attract more don't zombies. Don't ruin your yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. No, don't ruin my bit. Um, um, so how did Dana do? I, I didn't... Like, Dana told me to leave. <laughs> like, uh, I, 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 get off, I get off stage, and I'm in the bar back with uh, Deanna, and, um, and like, uh, Dana comes out. He's like, he's like, oh, that was so great. And he kind of talked about a couple of my bits, and like... And like we joked around, he's like, he's like, and I'm sorry, this I hate, you know, I I do this place once a year, and I figure it's a good opportunity to bring some of my friends to perform in front of shitty crowds. Um, <laughs> That's was, really funny. So he's yeah. like, are you on the late show too? I was like, oh no, just the early one. He's all, get the fuck out of here, enjoy your Saturday night. <laughs> and so then uh, from there, me and D went to um, 
went to uh, Meltdown and uh, watched uh, Anamanaguchi. Uh, yeah, DJ Duck Pound was uh, going on right then, and then we watched Anamanaguchi. Older crowd than last time. Oh, good. Well, I, I, remember last time was all kids and it I weirded think, me I out? Th- I think, you know, because we talked about it on the podcast and I put it on the site and put yeah. it on Twitter, and I think... I, I'm guessing that uh, that Nerdist people came out to see this band that they love hearing the intro from. Yeah. Did they play Jetpack Jetpack Blues? Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, now, what's so great is that open uh, with it. I think what what's so great is that uh, uh, they're you know Anamanaguchi guys, very nice guys. They're actually on tour right now. Yeah. So if you go to anamanaguchi.com, a n a ana m a n a g u c h i dot com. It has their tour dates. I mean, like they're they're like in Florida, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Yeah, they're on on the road for another month. Yes, yeah, that's, so, that's one of, definitely one of those names you always have to close your eyes to spell it out. Right, yeah, Anamanaguchi. Yeah, yeah. Because I almost I almost want to think Anamanapia, which yeah, is O N O, O N A, Anamana, Anomana. All right, let's um, just. But <laughs> Peter Berkman, the essentially the front man, I guess, as much as you can have. Uh, he's the one that speaks in the microphone and stuff like that uh, during the shows. Uh, he is an awesome, awesome, positive, amazing guy that I just like, you know, he's great. He's talented. I think he's, I think he's awesome. He's a great guy, but he's the main kid in the band. Um, he's the one that would always do this, uh, the eight bit, the eight bit sound stuff for us on, uh, uh, on web soup. Like, you know, oh, right. he did the Twitter shots, duck hunt style oh, yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. When we had like a super Jesus land, uh, sketch, he did a, you know, a Mario sound like he's, he's always there. He's, he's great. He's a good, 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 good. And did you get to hang out with him at all? A little bit, you know. Like we 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 talked for a bit when we were there, and I, you know, we left like right when the show ended. And I'm pretty sure he was going to go hang out and go party with all you know their friends and stuff like that. He was drinking a four loco. Uh, oh Jesus Christ! He says people keep on bringing him to the shows. Is Matt just get, Matt? Are you all right? Oh, sorry. I'm just <laughs> trying to stretch out my back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> poor Matt. Uh, but it was it was a great show. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. Well, they're 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 super cool, and uh, and you know we appreciate that we've been allowed to use their song for the past you know year I, or whatever. Uh, sorry, but on my back. I I built the inversion table finally. Oh, you got it. I, I got it, and I built it this morning at five thirty in the morning by myself. <laughs> poor poor Matthew. <laughs> okay, let's let's do a let's do a. I don't have a theme song oh, for it because uh, we're not a morning radio show. But Matt, uh, what, what's the Matt update. back update? It's uh, the Matt Myra pain update. Oh, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Uh, okay. So it's been bad the last five days or so, and I thought it was because of the colder weather moving mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. or something. Like, I'm an old person. Right. Because the cold actually, front it makes in. sense because I found out that uh, I found out yesterday I have spinal arthritis. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and uh, oh, not Jesus just one, Christ. but two bulging discs. Jesus Christ. Uh, so that. Uh, what are you going to do? Well, I got uh, more Vicodin. Mm hmm. So that'll get me through sleeping for about four hours. Take it easy there, house. Before, you know, <laughs> what's, what's that uh, Eddie what's Pepitone that? joke? Oh, Eddie Pepitone's joke about uh, how he was addicted to Vicodin for a while. Yeah. And he goes, uh, <laughs> he goes, Vicodin's slogan should be, Vicodin, come to think of it. I am a little sore. (laughs) (laughs) I I really try not to take it off. Yeah, I had a friend. I had a friend. She got addicted to it. I didn't even see it. I was there. I was living with her at the time, uh, and I didn't notice. It's like, you know, pure case of just like, you know, not noticing the addiction because you. It sneaks up on you. I, I, um, you know, as you know, I, I'm a I'm a sober fellow, uh, but I had I, I had horrible back problems, and I would have to take Vicodin every once in a while, and I I would only ever take like I would take one at night before bed, yeah, and then 
never more than like two days in a row and even just two days in a row yeah i don't i try not to i try absolutely not to i recognize that feeling of like on the third day my body would like people people ask what addiction is is like sometimes and i'm like well it's like having a thousand baby birds chirping in your soul and they're hungry (laughs) and it's it's a thing that you you know it's a full body thing and so I was always so hyper aware that I, I I just never and then at a certain point I, I was like well I don't, I don't oh, I'm just I'm just purely terrified of the like I feel like I have somewhat of an addictive personality you know be it with food or also if you if you take it a lot it'll affect your emotional states yeah, yeah. so, so you mean, just have to be careful but you but yeah. but you are in so much excruciating pain I am not the type of sober person that's like you know you just need to take an no, Advil I, I like you you really uh, need to you need to be able to sleep. Now the the other thing they like they they they're talking about maybe doing injections of steroids into my spine. I had that, and uh, I'm a little weary of that just because of my the diet I'm on. You know, oh, like, because the, it'll raise your blood sugar level and sort of play with you know, and then you get hungrier and so on and so forth. These weird side effects. So I, I would worry about getting I'm your a back. Weird. Yeah. See, I would I would rather, and I talked to this about this with my doctor. I would rather just keep losing weight. I think in the long run that'll help my back. There's more no than question. Steroids. Yeah. There's no question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, plus, like the more weight you lose, the more active you can get. Yeah. Steroids is a very steroids is a temporary fix. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah I, I used to have to do that. The, like the two large needles in both sides of my lower back. Like. Yeah. Um, no, I don't want to do that. Really. It didn't hurt, and it did. It did kind of help. Have you ever had a spinal tap? No. That is the worst thing in the world. Have you ever had one, Jonah? No. Okay. It, it, did, like, did you had it? Yeah, I had one. Uh and uh you I felt it scrape my vertebrae. Ah! It was like the, like you know how something goes right through you? Oh, yeah. That was God. the worst feeling I've ever had in my life. Oy. Hey, is that Damon out there? Uh oh hang on. No. Hello. Oh yeah, it is. Yes. Hey Damon, turn around. We're in this glass box. Uh straight uh, d- down. See, uh, see us uh, right here? Wait. Yes. Oh, Damon Lindelof. Uh, we'll, uh, Joan, Joan, we'll, we'll be out. Our uh, next podcast. We'll be out. We're, we're just wrapping up in like five minutes. We'll, be, we'll come out and grab you. We're, okay, cool. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, let's make, that was uh, Damon let's Lindelof. Let's make that guy that's writing that Star Trek movie wait. Damon, Damon Lindelof? Yeah. Damon, Damon's our guest, uh, which will be going up in the, next, in the next few weeks. So it's um, kind of like you're hearing this first and then that. So it's like real time for you. Yes. <laughs> and then I'll call the, that podcast from the past and be like, remember what I said? <laughs> um, so, yes, I'm very excited. Damon is super cool. And, anyway, yeah. yeah we did that thing with him years ago. Yes, at Meltdown. Yeah. At yeah. Meltdown. Meltdown, yeah. Yep. You, me, Doug Benson. Yep. Yeah, that was that was the, those yeah. were those were fun times. I don't recall that. You this you was pre Matt. Pre Matt. <laughs> this yeah, is pre Matt Myra. I was still on. Rotten I was Tomatoes reminded. Show. This, I was reminded this morning of Tom Lennon said, "Oh, uh, make sure you tell him about my tweet," uh, which Tom Lennon's tweet about Lost was. Uh, I've seen every episode of Lost, which of course means I have no idea what the fuck's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk to him about because I, I loved his tweet that summed up Lost. Yeah, I don't. Are they? Because I remember him and Carlton Cuse uh, said that they. They would never talk about Lost after it was done. Oh, and, and, like, and the tweet was the first thing that they ever mentioned. I don't listen. I don't. We don't listen. I'm going to talk to them about Star Trek or Damon about Star Trek. Yeah, we don't. I mean, the, the poor, the, those poor that's guys. That's yeah. all they've had Plus, to hear about. Since I never yeah. watched it, so we don't have to. So, well, so, it's, so it's great. Really fine. Um, but uh, uh, what do you guys? Should we take a couple comments really fast before yeah. we? Yeah. It's a, it's a question. question. Yeah, it's a comment. comment. 
It's a question. It's a comment. It's a comment. It's a question. Well, it's a comment. Oh, I see. But it's a question. It's a comment. It's a comment. How? When you take a little question and you make it into a comment and you take it all the stars in that sky. I'm following. And then when you take it down and you put it in a pocket and you make a little combat parry pie. Wait, what's a combat parry pie? That was a few words mixed together. I, it was it was improv. No, not the, the combat Perry pie is when you take Raiden and Matt Perry. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> it's I, a mortal combat. Raiden's the one you throw. I'm Raiden. No. I think you'd get more along. We get more along with that. Uh, you can't put Sub Zero in because then no. the pie would be cold. You don't want that. <laughs> you don't want that. Luke Hay, he throws I'm fireballs. No, I'm no Wayne Brady. All right, I'm no Wayne Brady when it comes down to this. No, stuff. I feel like that was about on par. And they started playing ping pong with my balls. Oh, the agony. Oh, the pain. Yeah. That's the uh, the Inquisition. What a show. Song from what a show. Let's begin. Um, so this is, uh, we mentioned your podcast and our podcast. Thank Hello, you. Nerdist Podcast, Chris, Jonah, Matt. Uh, my name is Chris. I'm a, I'm a co-host for a gay comedy World of Warcraft and Dungeons and Dragons geeky explicit podcast. Thank you for niche. being so niche. Awesome niche. Thank you for being so niche. I, you know what? I, I say, I, I love... That's what the internet's for. That yeah. specific yeah. thing. Oh, you thought you were that guy? The only guy? Oh, here's a podcast about I love it. that. Yeah. More, I, gay nerds are the best. I, I had a... I, my, when I first started Nerdist, I had a... My, uh, the guy who was covering comics for me was a guy named Arnie, and he uh, a gay comic lover, and I thought he was the best. And then he just had, got busy and had to stop writing comics. So, so cool. Um <laughs> So uh, they want to let you know that uh, he enjoys the podcast and wanted to know if we will mention his podcast what on our it? podcast. Yes, right. it's This Is Outcasted. This Is Outcasted. Yep. Enjoy the nerdist Blog dot this is outcasted dot com. Mm-hmm. All right, Chris, nerdist there you go. Bum. We mentioned you. There you go. We totally mentioned you. Um, let's see. What else? Another comment. As a comment. As a comment. Uh, okay, Louise Townsend writes, have the anti-noodle stories terrorists won? No. Noodle okay, stories. our NS, now verboten on the podcast, having created a taste, nay, a raging thirst for this hilarious bit that originated sweetly between Chris and his girlfriend. It's too inside, you guys. Um, will we ever hear noodle stories again? Uh, now, someone actually started a noodle stories Twitter account. Oh, well done. Here's at, the at thing. Stories. Again. Noodle story. It was a it was a story that turned into a bit, and then the only other times we've ever brought it up again has been That's when true. people got upset about that time you did the bit. That's well. True. What I like to do is get a khaki sleeping bag, and then I put all my animals in it, and we make a we make an animal burrito. I like Noodle to turn the khaki. Stories. Stories. I like to turn the khaki sleeping bag inside out. It just breathes better than nylon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Noodle stories. <laughs> Noodle stories. <laughs> Sometimes I like to make pasta. <laughs> Noodle stories. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> Wait, no, that's too literal. Oh, sorry. Sometimes I like to make a fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> Noodle stories. Hooray! Sometimes I use my dick. Whoa! <laughs> Sometimes. And? and? Yeah. Is everything okay over there? Yeah, so I'm fine. Your dick noodle stories? Noodle story. Um. All right. Morgan Electra writes... Chris, Joan, and Matt love the show. Been listening since the beginning. I assume that you guys don't seem to read a whole lot of comments from women on the hostful episodes. Mm-hmm. Take that, Morgan Electra. Boom. Um, 
So I figured maybe we don't write in as much as our male counterparts and decide to do so. That's true. More dudes do write in. First things first, April is my birthday month. Hooray! Part of my birthday present for my awesome husband is tickets to see Chris's show at the Wilbur. Oh, thanks. Oh, I did meet this girl. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming to the show. Uh, I'm turning 30 this year, and while several of my girlfriends are not uh, turning 30, uh, I don't really get it. I'm more of a, yes, I'm turning 30. Are you coming to my party at the roller rink? Mindset. Dropped out of college, pursuing a career as a writer, but it's my goal to have a story in print for pay by the end of the year. Good, good, good. Welcome to my life. Uh, I really... Thanks, thanks, thanks. Um, yeah, it, it is interesting. Uh, I meet more people that are freaking out about 30. 30 is not crazy. 30, no. 30 is actually okay. No. I'm actually looking forward to it. You'll be good. I can't done, wait till, done with the, I can't done wait with the 20s. Till 30. You're okay. Uh, 30's <laughs> not, 30 is not weird. It's just a weird number in your head. doesn't mean anything. You'll doesn't be fine. Anything. Don't freak out about it. Um, you know, like my dad, my dad's in his, my dad's 69 and he's just, (laughs) and he's just now starting to be like, okay, now he's kind of cooling off a little bit. So you have decades, you will be fine. Uh, 30 year olds. Um, I I just kind of want to rush the end of this podcast because I can see Damon Lindelof sitting in the lobby and I want to make sure I want to get him in here so we can, uh, so we can start podcasting him. So slightly short, hostful podcast this week, but uh, we're on a tight schedule because we have to shoot stuff for Web Soup. Yes. Matt has to go get on his inversion table and somehow car. stop having spinal arthritis. Matt got a new car, which is very exciting. Jeep. Wrangler. Jeep, 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 Jeep. What the fuck was that character on? Popeye was such a drug trip. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> Popeye was such a drug trip. None of them really even said words. It was just like, ring, 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 I'm trying to remember the comic. Some comic had today. a wonderful bit about Popeye, about, about pitching Popeye. Dave Coulier. <laughs> was it Coulier? I don't know, but Cut he does the Popeye. Out, he does don't just say shit. No, listen, it was, his, bit, his bit was something like the pitch for Popeye, where it was like, all right, so there's this guy, and he's got these weird arms, and he eats a lot of spinach, and then he's got this girlfriend, but then there's this other guy who's always trying to rape, rape her. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, who shit, who is that? I can't remember. That's very familiar. Someone on the internet will know who that is, because that's yeah. very familiar. Uh, so if you know who that is, it's please. Oh, I got uh, at Jonah Ray back. Yes, Matt, yeah. Matt. So at Array of Jonah, which, by the way, some other guy just took... Weird. It's weird. <laughs> he just took it. Into there are, I know there are like another, there are a couple other guys named Jonah Ray, but at, it's still weird. At Jonah Ray. At Jonah Ray. Back on Twitter. Yeah. Back. Excellent. Oh, Got it and, back. and uh, you and Kumail are hosting movie night at uh, Meltdown, yes, May 21st. May 21st. Um, go to mm, Melt, Melt Comics. Meltcomics.com yep. and you can see how you can submit a short, uh, nothing longer than 10 minutes, I believe. Right. And May 6th is oh, the I deadline. May 6th is the deadline. I would even cut that down to seven. I'm just saying. Really? Yeah, I would cut it down to seven. You want to have as many things as you can have. Well, right? no, but like it's like because we're not necessarily ten's a good round we're number. Not, we're not yeah. necessarily showing sketches, and they're not so. all they're not uh, all going to be ten you. minutes. By yeah, the way, yeah, exactly. yeah, so it'll be I'm fine. Dumb. Yeah. So go to melcomics.com. Yeah, that'll uh, be a lot of fun, and you you can check that out. Um, also, uh, we're doing our show with Kevin Pereira May second, and um, we've got some other. I'm going to try to plan another. Comedians, I want you to know about show. Nice, um, I want you to know for about. Me. <laughs> I'm got, trying I to figure out another recommend- name. I got some recommendations. I'll send you clips. Okay, good. Um, so that is it for this week's uh, hostful episode. Uh, the chaotic good tour is on. Is rolling. Is rolling. May sixth is the next date. Uh, I will be at the Varsity Theater in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah, which should be a super fun show. Dillinger um, Four. Yes, a good band from that town. Uh, also Wednesdays. Um, Web Soup episodes new. Oh yeah, Web Soup. Watch that show. Yeah, yeah, that's a fun show. And if That's you're not watching show. that, show, I'm putting I'm putting a lot of work into these bits. Yeah, Jonah, you and Wade, uh, you and Wade uh, Randolph are killing it on the show. You're doing such a great job. Thanks. Yeah, I'm it's nice to excited. have like oh, like another guy. Yeah, like it's it's, so like, it's not just you. Yeah, but uh, that would just me. It's like it's it's the same amount of work, but just like. 
but just like we're just doing more things. So as we wrap up the show, would you mind running out and grabbing Damon yeah, and bringing sure. him in here? Sure. Um, and uh, there goes Jonah Ray. Bye, guys. Bye, Jonah. See you in minutes. But for everyone else, it'll be a time warp because they won't hear you again for ages. (laughs) Thank you. And thanks again, Boston. I genuinely enjoyed my burrito with you at Anna's Taqueria. Thank you for your recommendation, Matt Myra. I sent you pictures. It was wonderful. I love it. And uh, great. Uh, Hey, guys, have a great freaking day. Seriously, whatever you're doing, have a great day uh, and enjoy your burrito. Seriously, enjoy it. My back hurts. (laughs) (laughs) You're not enjoying your back burrito. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. I feel like I was blindsided. Because it's a competition show. From the producers of Jury Duty and The Bachelor. We have scoured the earth for the 14 greatest reality contestants that were available during our production window. Comes a reality competition show about reality competition shows. Nobody has dared to find out who is the actual best at just being on a reality show. I'm your host, comedian Daniel Tosh. Is winner go home? Each episode, our contestants will face new challenges that will test their strength and lack of life skills for a chance to win two hundred million dollars. $200,000. Prepare, because it's about to be ugly crying. Lots of fighting. Tasha, I have to defend myself. Celebrating 25 years of reality TV with your favorites. I have diarrhea. You cannot do this to me. What in gay hell have I got myself into? The GOAT. Stream free on Amazon Freeview or Prime Video.